question for you. Are you struggling with symptoms of menopause or maybe it's PMS? And if you're a guy listening going, no, not me, I'm going to tune this out. Don't because there are women or girls in your life that might be. And I want to let you know about a free upcoming workshop that I'm offering to address this, because here's the thing. We were not meant to suffer. PMS and menopausal symptoms are not normal. We shouldn't accept them as normal. They are simply signs that your hormones are out of balance and the symptoms are your body's way of showing that to you and asking you to do something differently. So I will put a link in the show notes that you can click on to go ahead and register for my next are your hormones driving you crazy workshop, or you can go to my website, yourguidedhealthjourney.com and simply click on programs and then workshops and you will find it. And during this workshop, we're going to talk about how your hormones are affected by toxins, how your hormones are affected by the stress in your life and the connection between your sex hormones, your cortisol levels, which is indicative of your stress levels and your thyroid health and your insulin sensitivity, as well as steps that you can be taking to rebalance your hormones and eliminate your symptoms and get back to the life you love because that's what we want, right? We want to feel amazing and we can do that. You don't have to suffer. So I look forward to having you join me. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake-up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. My name is Melissa Dealey and I am the host of the show. And today I'm coming back to continue talking to you along the theme of play, which is the theme this month. If you didn't tune into the episode last week with Janet Olmsted, I highly encourage you to go back and check out episode number 66. And this theme of play started with episode 65 as well. So you might like to tune into that, which is where I discussed the power of play and promised that I would be coming back this week to talk about all the ways that I love to play in the hopes that some of these things might inspire you as well. And there was some homework from episode 65, and that was to definitely start thinking about ways that you can introduce play into your life in short increments of time, whether it's Uh, four or five minute sessions of play during your day or two 10 minute sessions, because really we just need 20, a little bit over 20 minutes a day to get to our 150 recommended minimum minutes of movement in a week for good health. And of course, that's what I love to talk about is good health and all of the ways that we can be taking baby steps 
to improve our health. So the ways that I love to play, well, it's getting to the be the end of our winter ski season here. And I'm excited for paddle boarding season. I absolutely love the water. I used to be a swimmer in my youth and I find it to be so incredibly calming to be out on my paddleboard on the water. And it's where I often will start my day and just be really mindful and enjoy being in nature, really enjoy the scenery around me. And it's a time where uh, my creative thinking happens because I'm in the moment and I'm not stressing about other things or my to-do list, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's room for those creative thoughts to come through. I also just love lying on my board in the sun and soaking up the warmth of the sun on my body at times. And, you know, some days the lake can be windy and there can be waves and it's not calming at all. And I'm paddling as hard as I can. I'm soaking wet because the waves are splashing over my board. So it just depends what the weather's doing as to what my paddleboard play is like, and it can vary from extremely hard work to incredibly relaxing. Uh, so yes, I'm looking forward to paddleboarding season. As I said, I'm coming to the end of my ski season. My cross-country ski season has already ended this year. And again, being in nature, breathing in the fresh air, downhill skiing, you know, the views from the top of the mountain are incredible. And I just love to absorb the fresh air, the views, the appreciation of nature. With cross-country skiing, what I really love is being on the trails. And I particularly love the trails where the trees kind of close in across the top or, you know, even in winter, we've got so many evergreens trees here that I feel like I'm skiing through a little bit of a tunnel. And that's a very different experience to downhill skiing on the wider, more open terrain because I'm uh, not a big tree skier on the mountain. Then, of course, uh, we're coming up to summer season. There's backcountry hiking, and that's something you've heard me talk about before. This, like the paddleboarding, are new experiences for me since the start of the pandemic, as we were uh, having to stay closer to home with lockdowns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And backcountry hiking was a great way to get out and a spend some time with my daughter, who really wanted to do some backcountry hiking, um, stay close to home, and leave devices behind too. Because once we're in the backcountry, they don't even work. So it's great to have that break from screens and constant connectivity and even you know the emfs of wi-fi signals etc etc that are all around us in our everyday lives and again we're out in nature you know hiking through trees hiking in open meadows etc etc and just in one hike we can experience all of these things and to me that's play right it might also be that we have a heavy pack on our back because we're hauling in our all of our food and our tent, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, it's still play and fun and so enjoyable to, to me to be out in nature. And I really notice my stress levels just drop right down when I'm in nature. 
walking. I absolutely love to walk. So um, whether it's walking from home down around the lakes, whether it's driving somewhere and then going for a walk in a new area, just getting out and walking. One thing that I love to do when I travel is I go to a new city. I love to stay in the downtown core and then walk everywhere to explore that city using transit as well, potentially. But I feel like I really get to know the vibe of a city and experience it when I explore it on foot. And uh, it's a great way to get our bodies moving. Something else that I've recently invested in is a mirror. It's um, the Lululemon is now promoting it in Canada and the US, and it's a at-home um, gym. And it has so many different kinds of workouts on it that there's something for everyone, literally. And I've been trying all sorts of new things that I'd never thought of before. Prior to buying the mirror, I had a gym membership and I would do, um, especially through the pandemic, I was doing online strength training classes and I had a yoga studio membership. And again, through the pandemic that was online, but so I was doing yoga and I was doing strength training, but with the mirror, I can do so many different things and I'm on my mirror every single day. And it does feel really playful. I can listen to their music on it. I can connect up my own music. I can choose from so many different types of classes from bar to cardio to dance to um, there's tai chi there's boxing there's kickboxing there's pilates there's yoga there's stretch classes there's sculpting classes there's toning classes and i'm sure i'm missing some here as well and so for me trying some new things because hey why not is doing cardio dance initially i started with that and then i moved into doing some latin dance and that's been really fun I've tried uh, boxing. So uh, yeah, I'm learning to jab and cross and uppercut and I've never experienced any, any of this before. And I didn't know that boxing was like such a cardio workout. So that's been really fun. I continue my yoga. I've got back to doing Pilates, which I hadn't done for about 15 years because the Pilates studio I used to go to closed down. I started doing bar, which I'd never done before. Um, they even have chair workouts. So for somebody that hasn't been very mobile until now, you can start off really slowly. I've done chair stretching um, just to try it out. But I just saw today when I was um, doing setting up for my class, I saw that there was actually chair dance. So I thought that was interesting. Haven't tried that. Um, so yeah, so being on the mirror is a super fun way to move your body and the trainers are absolutely phenomenal. They really explain everything very, very clearly and you can see them doing it. So you know what they're doing and you can easily follow along. And, uh, like I said, because there's music attached to it, you can attach your heart rate to it. There's actually competition sessions as well, where somebody else in the class and you do a face-off and you compete against each other in some of the cardio boot camp sessions. So they have all sorts of ways to make it fun and make it playful and have you enjoy coming back to your mirror every day. And that has certainly um, been very, very effective for me. And I'm trying all of these new things that I would have never tried before.
Other things that I do as well is I'm at a standing desk right now. So whenever I'm recording my podcasts, when I'm working with clients, I'm always standing. And then when I sit down, I actually sit on a ball. And so just sitting on the ball has me moving because I just kind of wriggle around and sometimes I bounce. And I remember somebody said to me, are you sitting on a ball? And I said, yeah, why? And they're like, because I can see you bouncing. And I didn't even know that I was doing it. And uh, so that's movement, right? And it's really good um, core strength for you as well to keep maintain your balance on the ball. So then other things is to park further away from the entrance of wherever I am going. So I have to walk further and just get some movement in between the car and whatever store it is that I am going into. And then from last week, if you listen to Janet's episode, you know that she wrote the playbook and I was looking through her list of 150 ideas that she created of ways that you can bring more movement into your life. And I was looking at her list and here are some that I hadn't ever thought of as exercise, but they, they are movement. And so I want to share them with you for you to realize just how easy it is to add movement to your every day. So vacuuming to music, I actually do that because, hey, vacuuming is really boring. So I either do it to vacuum to music or I vacuum listening to podcasts. But if you do it to music, you kind of move to the music and you're getting more movement in even while vacuuming and then hand washing dishes. So we do that a lot and it may not be significant movement, but it's got you standing and again, you could even do that to music if you've got some AirPods or just put some earbuds in or crank the music in your house if you're the only one home and dance and move your hips and your feet while you are doing the dishes. Squats and stretches while brushing your teeth. So this is something that I do because sometimes, especially when I'm brushing my teeth first thing in the morning, if I wake up on my back's a little bit stiff, I'll just do some movement to stretch out my back. I'll do some circles of my hips, etc. And the other thing that's funny that happens at our house when I brush my teeth is uh, one of our cats knows that he will get two minutes of my undivided attention stroking him if he jumps up on the bathroom counter and prances along in front of me while I brush my teeth. So I've got everything going. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm stroking the cat, and I'm moving my hips and stretching out my back and just starting my day with a little bit of gentle movement. And uh, so that's another great way that I move that I'd never really thought about before. Making your bed. Again, something that I just do uh, because I think back when I was 10, my parents trained that habit into me. And now I I just love looking at a made bed. My office is just off my bedroom and I can't stand walking through my bedroom to get to my office and walking past an untidy bed. It's just that clutter in my mind doesn't work, right? So every day I'm making my bed and you know, you got to lean over the bed and fold back the sheets and fluff the pillowcases and all of those things is movement. And then of course, there's just simply turning on music and dancing. And as I mentioned in episode uh, 65, I have an energy shifting um, playlist of music, right? So it's like really uplifting, upbeat music that when I turn it on, I just can't help but dance. And that's very deliberate because, you know, sometimes we have bad days, right? And 
You don't want to sit and dwell in your bad day because when you do that, guess what? Your bad day just gets worse, right? So recognize that whatever's happening in that moment doesn't feel good. You're not happy with it, whatever. Don't let your energy come down. Don't let your vibration come down. You can shift it by turning on some music and dancing and bringing yourself out of that downward spiral and turn your day around. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. And so those are some things that I already do, but here's some more that I want to share with you. I highly recommend you get the book. It's a great book. It's a really easy read, but here are some more that you can do anytime, anywhere in case you didn't come up with any ways to bring more movement into your life after listening to episode 65. So we've got push-ups against a park bench, right? The, the back of the bench, you can just lean your upper body towards that and just do five push-ups. If you can't do five, start with three, start with whatever you can do and then build on that, especially if like you're out walking your dog, you could tie your dog to the end of the bench while you just stop and do that and then keep going with your walk. You could even do it, you know, if the park is near your house, you could do it at the beginning of your walk or the end of your walk. It's just super easy to do because most people at some point um, are probably walking past a park bench. And you know what? If you can't do it against a park bench, can you do it against the back of a parked car? You could probably do that as well out in your driveway. Uh, Tricep dips on a chair. So just putting your arms back and on the um, seat of the chair and then putting your knees out in front at a 90 degree angle, and then just lifting your bum up and down towards the floor. Again, if you can't do very many, it doesn't matter. You just start with a few and build up. Uh, here's another one, balancing on one foot while standing in line. How often do you stand in line? You know, stand in line to check out at the grocery store, stand in line to check out at many stores, right? There's all sorts of places that we stand in line and we're not doing anything or we're probably on our phones, but think about it now, be conscious about it and choose to stand on one foot for a while and then shift feet and switch to the other leg. Here's another one. Squeeze your butt muscles while you're chopping veggies, right? Making dinner most nights, chopping up veggies. That's a really great time to just go, okay, when I'm chopping veggies, I'll squeeze my butt cheeks. Squeeze and loosen, squeeze and loosen, and loosen, and build up your glute muscles, and that's still movement. It's a tiny little bit of movement within your body. You're not necessarily moving your whole body, but it's still movement, and it's still, you know, benefiting your body and your muscles. Uh, remember when you were a kid and you'd like jump up and hit the door frame as you walk through the door? Well, you can still do that now. Just you know leap up towards and touch the door frame and come back down each time you go through a door frame in your home. It's just giving a little bit of a jump, right? So do you see how easy this can be? You just need to consciously think about all the ways you can move your body and then start doing it. 
if you choose things that are easy, that you'll enjoy, you'll keep doing them. And you might need to set a timer at first as an alert to remind you to do them. But as you keep doing them, you'll notice an improvement. You can breathe more easily through it or your muscles don't hurt as much afterwards. You'll notice your muscles are more toned and you'll just feel better overall. As James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, says, an improvement of just 1% every day results in you being 37 times better at something after one year of consistently doing it. It's just about being consistent. And it's not about having to go from zero to perfect immediately. It's just baby steps so that you can implement them into your life in manageable ways. So let's dive into why movement is so important for your ongoing health. And of course, that's what I'm all about. I want to improve the health of our global community. And I'm always talking toxins, nutrition, sleep, stress, and exercise is another key component of this. And as I said last time, exercise doesn't have to mean work out and conjure up negative images for you with the word work in it. It absolutely can be about having fun and playfulness and that it is how you create a lasting habit is by choosing something you enjoy. I had a client recently tell me she loves belly dancing. And so that is what she is going to focus on to get back to moving her body again now that she has her energy back and is ready to add more movement into her day. So this list of health benefits from adding play into your life is not exhaustive. These are just a few of them. There's many more, but these are just ones that I wanted to highlight for you. So first of all, exercise improves your mood and has you feeling happier. And this is because it can increase the productions of endorphins, which are known to help produce positive feelings and reduce the perception of pain. It also produces changes in the parts of the brain that regulate stress and anxiety. It can also increase brain sensitivity to the hormones of serotonin, our happiness hormone or our feel-good hormone, and norepinephrine, which relieves feelings of depression. The great news too is that it doesn't matter how intense your workout is, exercise will benefit your mood regardless. Don't think you have to be uber fit doing high intensity level workouts to experience this benefit. You don't. Just get started today and you will start to notice the benefits. After all, have you ever heard anyone say, gee, I wish I didn't do that workout after exercising? No, no one has ever said that. It might feel hard to get off the couch and start moving, but once you do, you will absolutely be thanking yourself for having done so. Exercise helps with weight loss. We know this. And given that 42.4% of North Americans are obese, this is something that many people need health with help with. If you are obese or haven't exercised in a long time, it can be hard to know how to get started. It might feel overwhelming. There might be some fear coming up for you, which is why you want to pick something you enjoy doing or enjoy it as a child. You don't have to go and hire a trainer right off the bat if that's triggering resistance. What if you just start by walking around the block and picking a few other things off the list I mentioned earlier that resonate with you or that you enjoyed as a child? I know someone who made a commitment to doing five push-ups after going to the bathroom. And every time they did this and before they knew it, they could do a hundred push-ups. 
but they just started with what they were able to do initially. If you can only do one, start with one, but do it every time you go to the bathroom. And if you don't like doing push-ups, how about you do five jumping jacks every time you go to the bathroom and see pretty soon you're going to be doing 10 and then 15 and then 20. And just that you'll be noticing how you're actually feeling better because you're getting your body moving. Exercise is good for your muscles and your bones. And this is important for ensuring good mobility and function as you age, because the body naturally loses muscle mass and bone density as we age. And the movement helps build them back up. So this helps prevent injury as we age. So very, very critical for that reason. Exercise helps boost your energy. And I know many, many people out there feel tired all the time. I hear it from my clients on a regular basis. They're dragging their ass. They're relying on coffee and quick sugary treats to get them through their day, which can result in poor sleep and weight gain. Instead, choosing movement, and remember, you can break it down into five-minute sessions to get started, that... Yes, you are using some energy while exercising, but the reason you get more energy as a result of exercising and movement is that it's increasing blood flow around the body, bringing fresh oxygenated blood to your muscles. And over time, it's improving your heart health. So it becomes even better at pumping the blood around your body. Exercise can also reduce your risk of chronic illness. And again, this is near and dear to my heart and why I focus on helping people detox as I truly believe there is too much chronic illness in our world today. And if people knew they could detox and exercise to reverse their symptoms, perhaps some would choose that path. Exercise helps reduce insulin sensitivity. It improves heart health. As I mentioned earlier, it can increase HDL, your good cholesterol and high intensity aerobic exercise has been shown to lower LDL as well. Regular aerobic exercise can also lower your systolic blood pressure. And of course, if you are already dealing with chronic illness, you should always get permission from your doctor before starting a new exercise habit. And remember to start out slowly and build up slowly. You don't want to go all out on day one and then injure yourself or have sore muscles for a week and not be motivated to continue. As I've said, start with just five minutes at a time, several times a day, so you don't overdo it. Exercise helps with relaxation and sleep quality. The energy used while moving helps stimulate the restorative process during sleep. Movement has also been shown to reduce the amount of time it takes you to fall asleep when you go to bed. And then if you wake up during the night, it helps you fall back to sleep as well. And it isn't just cardio movement that does this. In a study of over 4 million people, it was shown that stretching and resistance training helped people struggling with insomnia. So I love to stretch before bed. It's part of my sleep hygiene routine. It gets me off screens and is a lovely, relaxing time in my evening. So I hope this podcast has sparked some ideas for you in ways that you can move more and in how doing so will benefit your health and lower your risk of chronic illness. Because isn't that what we all want? Nobody goes to bed one night hoping to be diagnosed when they wake up in the morning with a chronic illness, right? None of us want that. So what can you be doing and how can you be empowered in your health journey to lower your risk? 
more play, more movement is definitely one way that you can do it. And it doesn't have to be hard. So, and then tune back in next week when I'll have Deb, Deb King of the Wisdom Playground sharing on bringing play into the workplace. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, right? Don't fulfill that in your life. And before we leave today, I would love to share another recent testimonial that I received. This one from Pat Eager. Melissa's, this is what she had to say. Melissa's group and one-to-one programs focused on improving your overall health and wellness are invaluable experiences. After spending several years losing and stabilizing my weight by eating healthier and exercising regularly, my gut issues continued to get progressively worse. I found myself in constant abdominal pain and a growing number of health issues. However, following the three-week detox and several lab tests with Melissa, she worked with me to create a supplement plan customized to support and heal my weak digestive system and eating plan to reduce triggers. The constant pain in my abdomen is gone, rashes are under control, and several of my routine blood test results have improved. Melissa's ongoing support and guidance over the past several months has been and continues to be amazing. So I really appreciate that lovely testimonial. And I want to share it with you because I do see a lot of people with digestive issues and they don't have to simply tolerate them. We can absolutely get to the root cause of them and resolve them so that they can get back to feeling amazing, enjoying food and getting their health back on track. So if you know someone like that, please share my work with them. They can simply go to my website, yourguidedhealthjourney.com and click uh, to book a call with me so they can get to know me. I can get to know their health issues and we can discover if we would be a good match to work together. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast and please join me again next week. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.